2: This is the 21st anniversary of the signing of the ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act this July. And what a be- how how could there be? How could there be a better way to start than with the author of the ADA, a person we all love and look up to. I refer to him as the king frequently. He is my friend and yours. Tony Coelho, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you, Joyce. It's great to be with you again today.
2: Well, I know, Tony, that you must be so excited since this is the month we celebrate the ADA. Um, Since you're the author of this absolutely great piece of civil rights legislation for Americans with disabilities, tell me, what does this whole thing mean to you?
3: Well, of course, I'm very honored to have played a role in getting the ADA uh, adopted, signed into law. But, you know, the very significant thing is that not only are there uh, thousands and thousands of people all over our country who benefit by it being uh, signed into law, but as you know, Joyce, it's now the law of the land in 52 different countries throughout the world. Uh, so uh, this is something that uh, we have exported to the rest of the world. It's had an impact uh, for uh, those of us with disabilities uh, all over. And we're leading the way in regards to making sure that uh, the human rights of uh, those of us with disabilities are recognized uh, in other, other parts of the world. I, I think that's just a wonderful thing uh for our community uh to be doing. So I'm very proud to have played a, a role in that as so many other people in our community did.
2: Well, Tony, you played more than a role since you were the author. But being that you are a very modest person, you know, I understand why you said it that way, but... Uh, it is an honor for all of us to know you and to have you starting off the month. But this isn't the only thing you worked on. You also worked on the ADA Amendments Act, and many of our listeners may not truly understand not only what it was, but why it was necessary. And I know you led the charge on that. So would you take a few moments and explain that to everyone?
3: Sure. Um, when we wrote the ADA, uh, we meant it to cover uh, broadly all people with disabilities, uh, but the Supreme Court, uh, which is common, uh, after a bill uh, gets into law, uh, people will file uh, cases uh, trying to interpret what the law means and trying to restrict it or expand it and ultimately it goes to the court system and gets to the Supreme Court. And the Supremes then make the ultimate decision as to how to interpret that law, as we find out all the time. It generally takes about ten years for uh, the, the Supreme Court to to uh, get a case and make it a final judgment. Well, the, uh, the Supreme Court, uh, about ten years after it was adopted, decided that uh, the ADA did not uh, cover uh, certain uh, disabilities. Uh, They said that Congress did not intend to cover uh, things like epilepsy, diabetes, and and other uh, disabilities such as that. Uh, So they were, in effect, saying that uh, when um, I uh, put together the ADA that I did not intend to cover myself, which I find rather humorous and interesting, um, and uh, and specifically after I had testified um, in the Congress uh, pointing out uh, the reason that I had written the ADA was because of my particular situation on epilepsy, so the, the record was very well established that uh, I intended to, to cover my own condition. But the Supremes decided that that was not the intent of the Congress. So, uh, we then had to put in legislation to, to say that, uh, no Supremes, you're wrong. Uh, the Congress did intend to, to cover, uh, intellectual disabilities, uh, 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 epilepsy, uh, diabetes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so that bill was put in, and, and again, it was overwhelmingly adopted. Uh, by the Congress in a bipartisan um, basis um, and adopted into law. And so <clears throat> now the law of the land is very clear uh, that uh, it, uh, ADA does cover um, uh, all disabilities. So we had to do it. Uh, we did it, uh, again, very successfully.
2: Well, thank goodness, and you know that also really is a testimony to the uh, t- testimony to the disability community that you know if you get together, if we can get people to get together, that you can create change.
3: Well, and uh, I think and and,
2: and just as you mentioned, the Epilepsy Foundation was—you've talked many times about how involved the Epilepsy Foundation was, but really everyone was involved.
3: Yeah and I think Joyce the interesting thing was is that uh when we originally started on the ADA uh there were some groups that uh uh the blind community and the deaf community um, uh, some some could argue didn't really need the ADA cuz they had their own bills that uh, gave them a certain amount of protection um, but they joined with the rest of the community on the on the ADA to make sure that all people uh, with disabilities were covered. And then when the Supreme Court ruled that um, only people with uh, physical disabilities uh, were meant to be covered by the ADA, uh, those people that were covered by, uh, by the Supreme Court ruling uh, joined with uh, those of us that the Supreme Court had kicked out, joined with us to make sure that in the ADA Amendments Act, that everybody was uh, uh, covered. And so the community stuck together. We did not uh, fracture and say, oh, I'm covered, so we don't need to work uh, with the rest of you to make sure you're covered. So the community was uh, persistent, consistent, supportive, all worked together as a community in order to get everybody within the definitions of of ADA. So it was a great show of unity and support, wonderfully working together.
2: And that is the way it should be. And right now we're going to get ready to go to break. If you just joined us, what a treat you're in for with our guest, the Honorable Tony Quello, author of the Americans with Disabilities Act, former congressman, former chair of the Epilepsy Foundation and the American Association of People with Disability, truly a civil rights hero. We'll be right back. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Tony. Tony.
1: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Spender.
2: And welcome back to the show. If you just tuned in, we're talking to Tony Quello, the author of of the Americans with Disabilities Act and Tony something I've heard so many people talk about this I, I really have you know you are former congressman whipping Congress very very well known to this day um, worked with former President Bush President Clinton uh, I mean really you know all of them uh, over the past several years but not a lot of congressmen. You know, like when they're done, they retire. Very rarely do you have someone that stays so committed throughout their life to a group of people, um, and you have to the disability community. Why? What made you do that?
3: Well, Joyce, I'm part of the community. I'm I'm disabled, um, and I, I'm very passionate about it. Um, I went through... Um, a hard time uh, when, um, as you know, when my parents rejected my epilepsy, when my church rejected my epilepsy, and, and uh, I couldn't get a job, and I was suicidal, and, and all that, uh, uh, instead of uh, uh, turning me against things, uh, basically, I came out of it, uh, extremely passionate, uh, about my, uh, my cause and was determined, uh, to make a difference, uh, in the life of others so they wouldn't have to go through what I went through. And so, oh, the great thing, the great opportunity, and, and I thank God for this, the great uh, thing that's happened to me, as i've been given podiums and platforms to make a difference um, sure i uh was the author of the ada but I-, I was given that platform i mean i just didn't do it out of thin air i mean uh i was given a platform to do that uh i had an opportunity to to live with bob hope um, so and i took advantage of that opportunity to to do things uh, i um, when i was in the congress i was able to make certain things happen when i um, uh and so throughout my life um i was able to to make things happen for the things i so passionately believed in um when i was whip in the house i got to uh travel to the vatican and uh speak to the pope about how unfair i thought Uh, The Catholic Church's rule uh, established in canon law in 400 A.D. that said if you have epilepsy or possessed by the devil, you can't be a priest. And I was able to say to him face to face that I thought that was very unchristian of our church. Um, And canon law was changed a couple years later. I don't know if that was because I asked him to do that or if because of some other circumstances but I you know I just really believe that I was in a position to to say something and uh, I don't know what caused it to change but I was put there in a position to to make a change and to help impact it um, I've been very lucky I've been a very very lucky person um, and uh and as I I'm placed in these uh, positions to make things happen. Instead of me checking the box and feeling like, okay, I got that uh, accomplished, uh, then I should rest. As a matter of fact, what happens when something like that occurs, I get more energy, more enthusiasm, more passion to do more things. And so uh, instead of me uh, slowing down or... Are feeling like uh, I should rest i I get more passionate to do more, and that's where i am i I love making a difference uh in the lives of others. Bob Hope told me once when he said tony you I was depressed about not being able to be a priest, and he said, You feel your ministry is in a church, and actually uh your ministry is bigger than that and you can make a difference in the lives of of uh thousands and thousands of people if you will just uh get focused in that and i think he was right and i uh, and i love that i just i'm i get excited about it i get passionate about it um, uh and i can't help it i can't stop it I, it's what drives me and that's what it's all about. Is nothing else. I just, I am. Um, I talk about it being my ministry. I talk about it uh, being what makes me tick, and it does. That's what it's all about. Nothing else. Nothing more. More magic than that. It just. It is what I am all about.
2: Yeah, that's a good lesson to be learned. That it is not a magic trick. It is compassion. And determination that's what it is with Tony passion it's all about passion and execution getting things done and if you want to you can he's a good example of that and Tony on behalf of all Americans with disabilities we all appreciate what you're doing for us uh, in, in such a generous way with your time that you don't have to give up so You know, I know, as you said, you're part of the community, but you're definitely a leader, the leader in the community. So we do appreciate what you've been doing. And, Tony, I mentioned earlier how you have worked with the presidents and met the presidents, including President Obama. Um, What do you think the president's doing to help us? How has he helped the disability community?
3: well Joyce, he he's been uh, you know i do know him um, i don't know him as well as i've known uh, other presidents but what i find refreshing uh about uh, the president is that he really understands uh, uh what uh, uh disability is all about i mean he he understands that um, uh the reason we uh need uh, a job uh is not only about uh compensation uh but that a job is our dignity a job is what makes uh, all americans uh, uh able to provide for family and for loved ones is our pride it's it's everything and we as a dis- uh, as a community the disability community we as a community have not been able to fulfill that um, uh the unemployment rate among those of us with disabilities is is uh is is, is, is sickeningly high um, it is immoral it's so high and and uh, this president understands that and and he uh not only has done the the um, oh the blue ribbon things about changing that, for example, uh uh hundred thousand people with disabilities in federal jobs, uh that's the, the goal and so forth. But but what he's done is he's really doing something about it, uh, through uh Office of Personnel Management. Um, they're is a system in place now, where OPM is actually monitoring what federal, federal agencies are doing, um, and actually, as you know, with Binder Consulting, uh, has a contract to uh, to set up a database to have it make it easier for federal agencies to find people with disabilities to employ them. But they're in the federal register. There's a counting system being set up uh, so that we know what these different agencies are doing or not doing we've never had that type of accountability uh before um, some of these federal agencies uh their uh performance uh, level in regards to hiring people with disabilities is is practically zero um, he is uh he wants to uh, uh provide for the enforcement so that there is accountability uh, we've never had a president do that before uh, secondly, uh, he is uh, placing people with disabilities uh, in high political appointments. Um, we've had some in the past. Uh, the Clinton administration was, was helpful. Uh, it, through the 40 years, basically, we had a little less than 50. Um, and in the Obama administration, in, in a little over two years, uh we have uh something like 90 um, great progress uh, we need more obviously but one of the things i uh was urgent on them is that we needed to have somebody uh in the political appointment position meaning uh at white house personnel uh that was always placing people at political appointments and all the different administrations, they put somebody there uh, in a high-level position, Paul Miller, and since then have had people in that position with disabilities um, and currently do, and they've this is the third position since Paul died. Um, uh, and then I felt that we needed to have somebody at OPM, Office of uh, Personnel Management, uh, because those are the... Uh, career jobs and and what we needed to have people with disabilities uh, in those jobs so that in effect you create a bench of people with disabilities in the federal government uh, so that when you have political appointments available we have people that have training you have backgrounds in these different areas so they can move into the political jobs uh, we just have not had a bench of of qualified people uh with disabilities ready to take over jobs, the political jobs. And so we we need to do that like all the other communities have, uh people of different uh, color, people of uh, different gender and and so forth. We just have not had that as a community and and uh, this president is has been willing to do that. Another and another thing we're working on right now is is uh uh Taking all federal contractors and subcontractors, um, the uh, the law was established 35 years ago, saying that if you are a federal contractor or subcontractor, that means people who supply the planes for the uh, defense department, or the new the the writing paper and pencils and and uh, anything and everything that the federal government uses that you have to uh, employ uh, uh, women as well as men, you have to employ people of color, uh, and you have to employ people with disabilities. Well, the law has been enforced for uh, all these groups. Uh, even though it's the law of the land, it hasn't been enforced for people with disabilities. Well, the, the, the excuse has been, well, we don't, we haven't had a definition. Well, I worked on that uh, uh, during the Clinton administration. We finally got that going after 10 years. Uh, then we said, well, we don't have enough uh, 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 data, meaning census data and so forth. So we got the Census Bureau to start working on that, um, but always an excuse why they couldn't do it. Uh, the Obama administration is now uh, ready to go ahead and start enforcing that. So here's an administration that th- that all the excuses that have taken place over the years, they're eliminating all these. That's a dedication on the president's part of understanding our community and understanding uh, all the barriers that have been put in our place, in our way, and eliminating those. Um, and those appear to be small things, but actually they've been the barriers. This Justice Department has been the most aggressive in enforcing the ADA of any Justice Department that we've had since the ADA was put into law. We have never had this type of enforcement. But I can go across the board about the things that this administration has done, that this President has done. For example, in the healthcare bill, uh, we had a situation with insurance companies that if you had a pre-existing condition, you had epilepsy, you couldn't be insured. And you now, under the health care bill, you can't have an excuse, well, you have a pre-existing condition so we can't insure you. That's been prohibited by law now. And so I can go through lots of different things that this health care law says to the disability community, no longer are you going to be discriminated against just because you have a disability. So. Uh, this president has done more for our community than any other single president, uh, and that's and that's because I think he really understands of the barriers that have been put in our place, and he doesn't think it's fair.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, that is awesome. And I have to ask you, Tony, what do you think has to happen to get that Section 503 enforced?
3: Well, we're in the process right now of, of, uh, that, those provisions, those, uh, rulemakings are at OMB, Office of Management Budget. Uh, those hopefully, uh, will come out in the next, uh, two or three weeks. Uh, the, the, uh, people are, are writing in objections to it or whatever. Uh, and those will come out in the next few weeks. And then we'll go from there. But uh, I feel very good about it. Um, I think that will have a huge impact. It will be as big as the ADA, uh, because uh, uh, when the law was enforced in regards to the contractors and subcontractors having to hire women, it changed uh, uh, the discrimination against women being hired uh, in business and a change in regards to people of color uh being hired in business and it will change uh the discrimination against those of us with disabilities being hired in business so uh it will have a huge huge impact and um, this is something uh I can tell you Joyce I personally have been working on uh for at least 25 years wow well,
2: Tony, is, is there anything any of our listeners can do to help?
3: Not not today, but uh, Joyce, I will come to you, and hopefully you'll do something on your program that we can uh, tell them when they can do it, and it probably will be in a couple of weeks, three weeks, something like that, uh, when we'll need to have uh, people writing in, helping us uh, uh, with support uh, for the rulemaking. So it will be shortly.
2: Yeah, well, no matter who's on, Tony, I'm going to have you on that day for 15 minutes just so you can tell everyone that because I personally believe, you know, when you said how big this will be, oh, it would be huge. It would be huge for the employment of people with disabilities. You know, no matter who you think of, whether it's Coca-Cola, PPG, Highmark, Bear, you know, um, all these u- huge companies, they're all federal contractors, Lockheed Martin. I mean, you could go on and on. Imagine the impact this would have.
3: Well, and I think, and I think not only will it be a positive impact on those of us with disabilities, but I think it will be a positive impact on those contractors and those subcontractors as well.
2: That is an excellent point because they will be getting good talent to help them achieve their goals. As Kim Milani always says, all it's going to do is help us with our prosperity. Um, Okay, well, Tony, as I mentioned earlier, you just finished your term as the chair of AAPD. I wondered if you'd talk about that a little bit. I know there were many great accomplishments under your watch. Um, I I thought maybe you could review that with our listeners.
3: Yes, Joyce. AAPD, American Association of People with Disabilities, is a cross-disability organization, as most of your listeners probably know. Uh, it's the largest, um, uh, and we don't uh, uh, compete with any other disability group. We sort of uh, advocate for uh, all people with disabilities and uh, and bring the disability groups together and work with them to advocate for uh, all the things that I've just talked about um, and work with the different uh, disability groups and bringing everybody together uh, to be a stronger uh, voice, and a stronger voice uh, politically, not uh, in a partisan way, but a stronger voice for our community uh, uh, politically uh, for both parties uh, so that uh, people pay attention to us. In a presidential campaign, we want the candidates of both parties to understand that uh, uh, there is a disability community, and that uh, we uh, vote and we participate, uh, we contribute, uh, and we want to be heard. And so if we are organized and and we do uh, participate, people will listen to us. And so uh, we want to be stronger uh, in regards to that, and uh, that is what AAPD has uh, been doing, and we're getting stronger and better every year. One of the things that uh, I try to do in my two-year uh, stint was to make us financially stronger, and uh, we have uh, gotten there in, in a good way. Um, the uh, thing that I'm um, most proud of, though, is that we are uh, really uh, starting uh, some scholarship programs in regards to Different areas that I think it's important for us to uh, establish expertise in. For instance, uh, I've gotten Esquire Bank, which is a bank in New York uh, that uh, deals with uh, um, uh, lawyers and so forth, to uh, provide for a scholarship uh, for a disabled uh, uh, individual that has completed uh, college and wants to go to law school, uh, that will give uh, the individual uh, a complete ride uh, for law school, um, and that uh, if they uh, get the scholarship, uh, they have to commit uh, to uh, work in the disability uh, field uh, for uh, five years after that. Um, and the reason for that is that we're trying to get more and more young people uh, who uh, graduate from uh, law school to understand and appreciate uh, disability law <coughs> uh, more so than what we have now. The ADA was adopted, as you know, 21 years ago, and there's a whole new... Uh, field of disability law now, and we need to have uh, people in our community who really understand it and who will fight for it and so forth. And ultimately, what we're really looking for is people with disabilities um, not only understanding the law and appreciating the law and so forth, who eventually, though, uh, want to uh, become judges and so on. Uh, well, you,
2: well, you know what, Tony? You won't ever believe this, but we have someone on the line right now very involved with everything you're talking about. Uh, caller, you want to go Go ahead? Caller.
4: Hello, Tony. Uh, this is Mark Perriello, the Hello, new president Mark. and CEO of AAPD. How's it
3: going? Great.
2: Well, How about that for timing?
3: You're the right person to call in because right. <laughs> Mark is, is our new president and CEO, and He's the one who will be managing this process, and I'm excited because um, Esquire Bank has agreed to, to finance this scholarship, and we're putting that uh, whole process together uh, right now. So it's an exciting opportunity.
4: Absolutely. Um, you know, I just wanted to sort of reiterate um, what you said, that, that, you know, getting involved in these different areas is so important as a community. Um, and uh, to thank you for your leadership um, in this area. You know, Tony, even though you've rolled off as our, our board chair, um, you have committed to, to really see these through, and I wanted to thank you for that. Um, and also just reiterate what you were saying earlier, um, which is that as we approach 2012, uh, one of the most important things that we can do as a community is really organize, unite, um, and become a powerful electoral force. Um, which we can do um, as an educational organization um, a lot of voter education work um, and and get out the vote work um, in a nonpartisan manner um, and so I think you'll be seeing a lot more of that
3: that's right and the other two areas why mark is on that we're pursuing in, in the area of uh, scholarships is fashion design we have at our galas uh, a fashion designer uh, every year and we started a a um, uh a, a showing the clothes of the fashion designer on uh uh individuals with disabilities as models and uh, so we're uh, pursuing a scholarship in fashion design for individuals with disabilities and in the third area is screenwriting so for screenwriters for um uh tv and and uh, movies and so forth and we're pursuing that with uh, a couple of folks right now and hopefully we'll have all those three uh finalized by uh the end of the year but that's what that's what we're uh, working on that's really exciting uh at this point and there's a lot of other things that uh, we are uh that I've worked on and I'm passing on to Mark and and Joyce is our new chair uh, to have Joyce uh, uh, work on as well.
2: It truly is an honor for me to be the next chair. Although may I say that the prior chair will not be able to escape me, so you don't have to worry about that, Mark.
4: All right, absolutely, absolutely. Want, and I'm and, saying and that. And I also I want to
2: say how incredibly lucky we are to have Mark Piriello as the CEO and president. Yeah, here comes a young man with an unbelievable background, White House liaison, just incredible skills in the community, and I'm going to tell you what, he has such passion and is just exhibiting great leadership skills uh, and that's why everyone listening to the show today, all you have to do is go to www.aap.com to join and become a member today.
4: Right, Mark? Absol- absolutely. Um, you know, one of the, the best things that I think folks can do sort of across the country is is help empower us here in D.C. Um, to be a strong voice. And a big part of that is making sure that we have the resources um, to, to operate on your behalf. So thank you for that.
2: Yes, and by the way, in addition to being a member, to Mark's point, if you do want to make a donation, Mark, you just go to the website, correct?
4: Absolutely, Um, aapd.com slash donate. Okay. And I would would be remiss before I got off the phone if I didn't ask you all to follow me on Twitter at at aapd underscore CEO. Um, It's a great way to sort of stay informed on what's going on in the community and at AAPD.
2: Would you mind repeating that for everyone, Mark?
4: Absolutely. At AAPD underscore CEO.
2: Okay. And we will be following you, Mark. We will look forward to having you on the show. And thank you so much for calling in.
3: All right. Thank you both. Thank you, Mark. Bye.
2: Well, we are just really fortunate to have him, aren't we, Tony?
3: Oh, he's fabulous. I've been, uh, I've, Known Mark for a few years now and and I think he's uh, just a uh, a wonderful young leader in uh, the disability community uh, and We are just really fortunate that he is willing to take over this uh, this job and I think uh, we'll find that uh, he's a be uh, one of our real real big stars, so I'm really excited about him
2: well, Tony. I know something that is very near and dear to your heart, and that is young people with disabilities. I know what you did for the Epilepsy Foundation, starting the uh, National Youth Disability Council, and I know that you had all these interns and still do at AAPD. But for those young people listening to this show, young people with disabilities right now, um, what message do you have for them?
3: The first message I have is the one I feel strongest about and that is you've got to believe in yourself. You just got to believe in yourself. Um, uh I believe in you and there's a lot of people who believe in you. But you got to believe in yourself and uh there're many of us who want to help and uh help you succeed and so forth. But it's got to start with you um and there's so many opportunities out there uh, to succeed uh, but it starts with you uh, i i remember when uh i was beat down and i had to turn it around but it started with me believing in myself and so i tell you that uh, uh believe in yourself because we do
2: yes and as charney said Without that, you'll go nowhere. That you know, can't get other people to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. And uh, Tony is an example of someone that overcame all types of rejection, and look what he's accomplished. So you have a lot of people out there rooting for you, but you have to start taking that first step, as Tony said, by believing in yourself. So Tony, before we go to the last few questions, uh, what what do you hope to see happen for the disability community and what can we all do to help?
3: Well, I think the most important thing is for uh, us to uh, believe in ourselves uh, and to believe we have uh, influence and ability to make changes. Uh, Mark, uh, as Mark pointed out, that um, i think that if we are willing to uh, come together and organize we're getting better and better every year uh people will pay attention uh and that means people you know of both, both parties or if you're not willing to participate in politics just if you're willing to organize and and help uh, the community uh, become a bigger voice uh you know it if we are willing to advocate, uh, look what's happened with the ADA. Uh, the ADA, uh, was a idea that, uh, grew, uh, and all of a sudden, not is it, not only is it the law of the land in the United States, but in 52 different countries. It's about to be, uh, ratified, uh, uh as a treaty worldwide, um, and we'll be, uh, Sending it up to the Senate. Uh, The United States, uh, the president, will be sending it up to the Senate uh, sometime in July, and uh, hopefully the Senate will ratify it. Uh, We're working hard on that right now. But that just started off as an idea, and look what's happened to it. Um, And if we as a community will believe uh, in the changes that need to be made, uh, we are powerful, uh, we're over 50, 60 million Americans, uh, depending on how you count it. Uh, there's no other group that's as large as us, um, and so if if people believe that we believe in ourselves, uh, then they're going to be, be then they're going to respond. And so um, I guess one of the reasons I get so passionate is is because I think our potential is so great. And as we uh, make progress, uh, then we can do more and more good things for the right reasons for the right people. And that, to me, is really exciting. Um, I, I I hate to see particularly young people struggle. Uh, I hate to see uh, particularly young people um be bullied pushed around discriminated against by others because of their disability um, and all that can change if we as a community stand up for each other and that's all it is stand up for each other and our rights and uh, but that means we have to come together that means we have to stay willing to speak up and speak out uh, for each other. And uh, it's also doable. That's what's exciting. Um, And that's what's uh, frustrating, too, I might add, because that's all it takes. And if we don't do it, we have nobody to blame but ourselves. But I have to say that it's been exciting to watch our strength grow and to watch the progress that we have made. And we have made it. Uh, sometimes slowly, but we've made it, and it's exciting to see uh, the progress that we've made and we continue to make, um, and the help that we've been able to provide, uh, particularly those that are less fortunate, uh, particularly those who can't do it for themselves. Uh, and we've been able to do it as a community, and that we all need to be proud of.
2: Yes, we do. We do need to be proud of that. Well, Tony, if you, wait a minute, hold it. we got a caller on the line, and I've got to take this caller quickly before we end the show. Hello, Joyce. This is yes. Jenny Miller. Hey, Jenny, how are you?
5: I am well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm very well. Uh, I have a question for Tony. Uh, as you know, I'm a, a student, as Joyce knows, I'm a student uh, late in life in for Human Services and uh, I'm just wondering if uh, there's any uh, scholarships in the works for people uh, going into Human Services because that is the field that I'm working at uh, going into and I do have disabilities and uh, working, wanting to go into that field having a, a scholarship would be so beneficial for me because uh, my son left us with quite a bit of medical debt, and uh, we will have quite a bit of school debt as well when I'm done getting my degree.
2: Tony, so, uh, just to interrupt one minute, um, you yes. knew her son, Sam, who committed suicide. He he came to all the walks this May. It was very hard on all of us. Um, But, Tony, I don't know. I had a quick thought here.
3: Don't you think vocational rehab would possibly be the best way to go? I think, but, you know, we don't know the answer right now, Tony, but why don't we get back to you on that? That would be excellent. uh, Joyce knows how to reach you. um, So why don't we check out and get back to you with a good answer and not just do it off the top of our
5: That that would be excellent.
3: Uh, okay. Tony,
5: I, I, I do just want to say that uh, Sam met you many, many times, and uh, you were an inspiration to him as well as to me. And um, I just want to say I appreciate all that you do and all that you've taught me, and uh, you've taught me how to be an advocate. And uh, you taught that to my son as well in the 20 years that he had, and I appreciate that. And yeah. uh, thank you for all that you've done.
3: Tammy, we love you, and we'll be back to you, Okay. Thank you very much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.
2: Well, how about that? Yes, and we will be back to her. Um, it's amazing, people you don't even know, Tony, that you have an impact on, and boy, there are thousands. Yep. But before, before we end the show, Tony, if you had to give a message to all of our listeners today, young and old, what would that be?
3: Well, I think I sort of referenced it already, Joyce, and that is that, um you know, I know that there's still a lot of problems uh, that our community faces. Uh, there's a lot of problems that uh, all Americans face, uh, but a lot of problems that our community faces and and uh, we've been able to make progress uh, uh, over you know the uh, twenty, 30 years. The, uh that we've been working hard on on a lot of these things. Uh the most important thing is to is to keep working at it, not to give up hope, not to give up faith um, that uh we can uh change these things and we can make the progress. Um, I really believe in some of the things that are going on right now uh that uh we're going to uh Make a big difference and, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, I wish, uh, it could happen faster. Um, but, uh, it's, you no, know, it's not, not happening as fast as I would like. I'd like to see things change overnight. Um, but, uh, it's not, but it's, it is progress and I feel so much better, uh, about things that are happening for our community uh than I did uh 4 years ago or 8 years ago um, and uh so uh I just ask people to keep on uh, uh hoping and praying and and helping uh because uh we can make a difference and we are making a difference and uh people just have to chip in with us to to get it done and we can get it done
2: yes we can Well, listen, before we end the show, you know we end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader, CEO, or government official that's making a difference. So today we have to end the show with a quote from our civil rights leader, Tony Quello, who taught me something very important that I will remember for the rest of my life, and that is when you get a chance to take the podium, speak up. And I do, and I will. Tony, thank you very much for joining us.
3: Thank you, Joyce. It's always an honor to be on your show. Appreciate it very much. The
2: honor is mine. You have been listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. See you next week when we continue to celebrate ADA Month.